Welcome to Business Masters, the podcast that gives you direct access to world-leading experts on key business issues. To be the first to know about future shows and to access even more exclusive content, visit businessblueprint.com and subscribe today. Hello, it's Dale Beaumont, founder of Business Blueprint, and welcome to another Business Masters podcast. Today, I'm talking with business and wealth expert, Tim Farr, and our topic is how to benchmark your way to business success. Tim, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Dale. All right, tell us a bit about your business journey, how you got started, and uh, yeah, very quickly, how did you get to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. Look, in the the last 10 years, um, I've been uh, involved in the wealth and financial services space, specifically around financial planning and so forth. What I found over that period of time is that finances are are really critical for people being able to achieve what they want in life, whether that be personally or or in business. So what happened is I I, uh, left my previous firm and sought out to to move into um, self-employment. And quickly found what most business owners uh, find is that they go from being an employee, uh, seeking time, money, and, and financial freedom, and find that, that, that the opposite is completely true on the other end when they get into that, that new business. And when I did that, I found there wasn't many people around who could actually sort of help me sort of build my business and improve my performance as a trusted partner, uh, and that financial planning was, was fairly poor at um, helping business owners specifically improve their personal wealth. That's okay. why we do what we do now. And the company's called Midpoint Wealth, and we'll chat about that more a little bit later on. But uh, tell us about this concept of benchmarking. What is it? And is it the same as having KPIs or key performance indicators, which uh, most people would know? How is benchmarking the same or different to KPIs? Yeah, absolutely. So look, your financials or your business financials can tell you a lot about what you actually need to do in your business. Uh, and can give you some really clear uh, direction as to what things you need to do in what order to improve performance and returns. So what we use is we use a thing called benchmarking, uh, and benchmarking is built around this concept of having those KPIs for your business, but there's a key difference between KPIs you might have in your own business versus benchmarking your business. Uh, What I mean by that is you may know how your own business performs but how does it actually compare to your other businesses in your, in your same industry uh, in terms of profit, uh, staff costs, uh, how long it takes you to collect the money into the business? And, and once you are able to, to consider those sorts of differences, it, um, it, it gives you a really sort of clear picture as to what you need to do, to do going forward. All right. Well, explain to me some more of the benefits. You know, clearly, it's going to take some work to do this. So why should a business owner... Uh, you know, really bother to, to go through this whole benchmarking experience? Yeah, look, um, for most business owners, their time and resources are really limited. So what they need to make sure is that every activity they, they under, undertake in their business is going to provide them actual financial returns and results. So by undertaking a business benchmarking exercise, it, it shows you exactly where are those areas that are underperforming compared to your peers in the same industry, whether it be accounting, um, financial planning, uh, technology, marketing, whatever that industry is, and it shows you whether, whether you um, are, are just above average, below average, or in the top 20%. All right. Now, tell me about this, this process. Who do you normally do it with? Is this something you do with your accountant? I'm guessing not your, your bookkeeper, but you, should your accountant be, be doing this? 
Uh, look, they can certainly play a role, and benchmarking as an exercise is based on, on your, um, your, your accounting um, financials, so that's really helpful. Um, but some, some of the difficulty comes in, I suppose, having access to the right data uh, that will actually enable you to accurately produce those financials. And in many cases, when clients work with, with accountants, their primary goal is to reduce tax. So, when, look, that's understandable, completely understandable. What that means is if they just took the raw numbers off their uh, financial statements, then it may actually not reflect the commercial value and, and levels of profit that that business actually produces because they've been prepared in such a way to reduce tax. And the only way you can do that is if you uh, look as if you're earning less than what you really are. Okay, now what about people listening to this that are saying, look, my accountant has never spoken to me about benchmarking. Should you go back and say, hey, I want to do some benchmarking in my business or do you need to source someone else or maybe get a new accountant? Yeah, look, um, absolutely. It depends on the accountants. Um, Most accountants, by and large, tend to be focused on compliance as opposed to advisory and strategic planning. And and the only reason or the core reason you undertake a benchmarking exercise is to then figure out strategically what you need to do in your business to improve those results. So, look, the accountant may be able to give you the numbers or give you the the figures. Uh, Certainly, you'll need them involved or, or a specialist involved to try and decipher some of the complex entities and structures that can be in place, whether they're running trust accounts or, or multiple trading businesses and so forth, that needs to be um, uh, deciphered. Uh, but the, the, uh, you really need to have, make sure you've got an accountant then who's going to work with you strategically to help you then turn those numbers into insight and action. All right. Now, you mentioned before at the beginning benchmarking is, is sometimes about comparing you to other businesses that are in your industry. So how do you go about finding, if you're, say, a plumber or if you're a, a landscaper, how do you find what everyone else is doing in your industry and what is the average so you know whether you're doing well or maybe not so well? Yeah, absolutely. And look, most businesses uh, aren't really willing to come forth with that information. As you can imagine, if you lined up a, a group of plumbers or, or, or accountants or the like, most of them aren't going to be really happy to sort of disclose their financial information. Um, they have to, to do so to the, to the um, tax department and there is things like the Australian Bureau of Statistics where you can go and find out some, some industry-based information. But the problem is all of those figures are going to be taken straight off tax returns and won't reflect the, the actual commercial value. And what I mean by that is business owners may not take wages in such a way that would, would reflect an actual commercial arrangement. Uh, they might do drawings, they might um, take dividends. So all those, those things need to be actually adjusted back to give you the real numbers. So there's, there's certainly a challenge in finding that information, um, but that's why you need to work with specialists who have, have got access to that information and then can overlay your results uh, to, to give you clarity exactly what you need to do. So you said that there's ones on, on certain websites, but they may not be, be accurate, but I'm guessing... Yeah, you, you offer those as part of your, your service. But if someone's listening to this interview and they're in America or they're in the UK or Singapore, where would they go about getting some, uh, some benchmarks? Yeah, look, absolutely. Uh, industry groups tend to be a fairly good source as well. So whether that be um, you know, the um, chartered uh, CPAs or the CFP or, um, or, or the Manufacturers Association, any, anything basically in your industry where there's an industry group or representative, uh, they're usually not a bad place to go and source at least some some average statistics 
that show well, what the whole industry is doing. Uh, the thing is that I found, Dale, is most business owners don't want to be average. They'll actually want to be above average. So when you benchmark, what you actually know, what you want to look at is the, the top 20%. So in other words, who are the market leaders in your, in your industry and, and how do you stack up compared to them, not just the average? Fantastic. Now, when you're talking about benchmarking, you mentioned some things before as far as profit margins are concerned and uh, cost of goods, perhaps the amount of time it takes to collect. Can you list for us what are some of the things that, that go into benchmarking? Is there a set kind of criteria that you're looking for? Yeah, in terms of analysing the data or, or what you're trying to get out of that benchmarking process? Yeah, both. Yeah, okay. So look, most of the industry is based, or most of the the process is based on your profit and loss statement that comes from from your um, your financials. So that's really the, the main source to go and get that information, at least as to how your business is performing. Profit is a fairly obvious one to test or to check, but profit is made up of a number of components. You've got marketing, you've got operations, you've got staff costs, you've got a whole range of things that make up every single dollar of revenue. So what you're actually interested in is, is what are the levers in your business or the KPIs in your business compared to the, the industry leaders that if you change will then have a, a massive impact on, on your overall uh, profit and performance. So the sort of key, key metrics we look at is, is what, what are you spending on your, your, your staff in, in terms of wages and other associated costs as a percentage of your revenue? Now, if, if that number or, or percentage is really, really high, it's going to tell you one of two things. One, you're either paying too much or you've got too much staff or you're not getting the level of productivity from your team and uh, that you, it's something you need to address in, in either training or systems and processes or incentives in your people to actually drive increased performance in that particular area. Okay, if someone's listening to this and sort of you know, is not a, a plumber or someone that's a florist where there are maybe no benchmarks and there's very few businesses out there that, that do what they do, is benchmark, can you still benchmark your business if you don't have any other, uh, if your industry is not big enough where there's enough of a sample size where there's data? Yeah, absolutely. Um, broadly, there's some, some widely accepted sort of KPI levels. You know, for most people, businesses would want to achieve, say, 30% level of profit, broadly speaking. So you can still use those, those broader uh, uh, metrics. Um, and, and what's really important is to actually incorporate that into your forecasting and your budgeting. So most people take a numeric approach or dollar approach to, to building these budgets and forecasts. What you actually need to, to do is start with a ratio or a result and then figure out what the, what the dollars uh, actually mean and, and, and get, go backwards and then, then, then they form the basis of your targets for the year ahead. So, yes, it can still certainly be of value to you, uh, but in most cases you can source uh, the information. In those rare cases you can't, then using or getting access to those, uh, those more widely accepted ratios is a really good place to start. Mm, and it may be seeming to people listening to this for the first time, like this is going to take a lot of work to do this. Is it a lot of work? Uh, look, once you know what you're looking for, it can be a pretty simple exercise. Uh, there's a little bit of setup involved in terms of how your financials will work for your own business. But what, what, once you've done that and you've set it up, it's pretty easy just to, to then be able to monitor the results. And that's the thing that's really revealing is most people don't look at the actual financial performance in the business in the underlying components. And going through that exercise with someone is often really enlightening as to, to, to how they actually perform in those areas. 
And once you bring that front of mind and something you look at at a regular basis, then you can, you can go away and actually work on things and then measure the impact that activity or project or spending has actually improved the results or the ratios or not. Uh, you can actually make sure you're getting the financial return on any activity that you're undertaking, whether it be marketing or staff or, or anything else. Okay. Now, we've been talking a lot about sort of the, the theory of it. I want you to um, give me a couple of real-life examples of people that have gone through this process with you. What yep. were some of the outcomes that they had, the insights that they have, and how did it specifically benefit their business? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the, the three top challenges that uh, business owners face and that's regardless of whether you're a startup or, or a large, uh, large enterprise, is solving time, team, and money. So in other words, how do I make better use of my time or get time back? Uh, how do I improve the results in my team? And anyone who has staff knows exactly what the, the issues that come along with that. And, and then ultimately, how do I improve my, my financial result? So what we do is, is by going through that benchmarking process, we can find out exactly where, where are the areas that we need to work on to achieve or overcome those three challenges. So I'll give you an example of that. Uh, I'll stick with the accounting firm because we've been talking about accountants. If we looked at a business based on a certain revenue size, let's say it's um, a million to $2 million, most accountancy firms would, would spend about 45% of their revenue on wages in terms of average which, which is a fair chunk. It's a half a million, $750,000 worth of, worth of um, costs. It, it's often the most expensive um, item on their profit and loss statement, whereas the, the market leaders in that same industry are only spending about 22% on their staff as a percentage of revenue. So straight away that tells us that there's, a, there's an area that we can specifically work on or improve and move the business from being average of 45% to, say, Top, a market leader of 20%, which is an improvement of around 20 to 25% in revenue. So without in, increasing the revenue or profit itself, you know, most businesses go and, and, and need to seek more leads or more prospects or, or, or more, um, uh, more um, uh, income. In many cases, you can just improve the efficiency or productivity of your team. And in this particular example, 20% of a million dollars of turnover is, is $200,000 in real dollar terms that we've improved over the 12-month period. So okay. that's significant. Fantastic. And if a person is listening to this and they're completely, uh, they consider themselves financial financial illiterate and they don't even know how to use a spreadsheet or Excel, can you still go through this whole process? Yeah, absolutely. You might probably need some guidance in the start and um, uh, they can get some help. So that's some of the things that we help teach our clients to use. But as you, you know well, Dale, the, the, the most common reason businesses fail is because they don't manage their finances properly. It's critical to understand the numbers, even if you don't do it yourself, but it's critical to understand what your figures are. So even if you can't do it in your own business, self-engage professionals who can come in and set it up, provide you with some insight, and then give you a means to, to monitor that on an ongoing result. All right, we're going to need to wrap up soon. Tell me a bit about how uh, someone can you know, get more information or I'll find someone out there that may be able to help them with um, this specific issue of benchmarking. Yeah, absolutely. So they can either go to the website, which you'll quote, um, you'll let people know what that is in a moment, or, or, or try and seek out those, um, those, that industry data from your, your groups and your professionals. Work with your accountant. That's probably not a bad place to start. Uh, and see whether they're in a position to get access to that information 
and help you to understand the breakup of, of what your financial accounts mean. It's critical that even though you've got someone doing it, like an accountant or someone else, that you actually understand the, the, the inner workings of, of your financial position because everything that uh, you do has a financial impact in your business. Mm. So you need to make sure you're getting the results. Absolutely. Fantastic. So if you're listening to this in Australia, then your website is midpointwealth.com.au and there's a special link that I know that you've set up for people listening to this interview, midpointwealth.com.au forward slash business mastery is the URL that you can go to where you can get some more information. If you're from another part of the world, you can still check out the website or otherwise you can contact your industry association or um, yeah, a, and a proactive accountant that may be able to help you with this whole process of benchmarking. Tim, any final thoughts or anything you want to share before we wrap up? Uh, look, uh, if you're considering benchmarking, you know, many, many business owners talk about this concept about working on your business, but very few know what it actually means. Benchmarking is the most effective method that you can use to find out and plan how to improve the performance of your business. So I strongly encourage you to pursue it. Um, on that link that Dale gave you, we're going to provide some training videos to show exactly how you can implement that in your business and, and, and what the numbers and the results will mean so that you can go away, put that in your business and, and reap the, the financial benefits from doing so. Now, Tim, I'm just going to jump in and ask one more final question because there's a lot of people listening to this are established business owners, but what about people that are startups? When does benchmarking really kick in as something you should pay attention to if you're in the startup phase? Yeah, so benchmarking, we're typically looking at historical financial data, so that's, where, that's really relevant for existing businesses in terms of optimizing results. If you're in a startup phase, most startups really struggle with coming up some targets. You know, what are they actually aiming for and when they forecast? So by understanding what are the, um, the relevant KPIs for your industry, then when you set your forecasts and your budgeting, you can actually base it on some, some real valuable data and then seek towards um, exceeding those levels. Fantastic. We've been t- speaking with Tim Farr from Midpoint Wealth. Been a pleasure chatting. Learned some great stuff myself and given me some homework, to, uh, things that I need to, uh, to uh, work on as well. So, Tim, thanks for your time. Thank you, Dale. Much appreciated. All right. For more information, again, visit midpointwealth.com.au. And for more information about Business Blueprint, check out our website, businessblueprint.com. And there you can download heaps of more resources to help you grow a stronger and more profitable business. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to another Business Masters podcast. To access more great content or to download your free business plan template, visit businessblueprint.com.